Welcome to the Embrace Fertility Podcast. I'm Naomi Wolfson. I'm a therapist who specializes in supporting women through trying to conceive and treatment, and then through pregnancy and birth following infertility. My partner and I went through almost four years of infertility, which included IUIs, IVF, anxiety, surgery, and then a miscarriage, before we went on to conceive both of our ginger children naturally. I now run a 12-week mind-body program guiding women through the five steps of my unique Embrace Fertility method. Comfort, coping, connection, clearing and creating. On this podcast, I offer emotional support and share mind-body techniques to help you find calm and confidence and ultimately find yourself again while waiting for your baby. I am currently taking part in a three-day online business event. And I say business event, that probably really is the wrong, the wrong term for it. It's called The Quantum Shift and it's being run by the fabulous Susie Ashworth. And this is talking about business strategy, but it's also talking about energy, alignment, vision, our intentions. And I've been to this event the last two years running and I remember two years ago and it was actually in person back in the days just be- just before Covid or while Covid was still a, a twinkle in the east um, sitting in a room in London a conference room and Susie saying what do you want what do you want she's talking to a hundred of us a hundred people who were all had their own businesses were about to start their own businesses and she was like what do you want what do you really want? And I was like, I want to write my book and I want to get it out there and I want to help people. And throughout the weekend, we were doing so three day event. We were doing um, a lot of visualizations about our intentions and our dreams for our businesses and our lives. We were journaling. We were breaking through blocks on what we thought was possible for ourselves and I remember her saying, it's like, dream bigger, like really get to the roots of what you actually want. And then really like dream bigger, really make this like this such a huge, massive dream that it just excites you on every level of your being. And I sat there and I had these ideas and these visions of like how many people I wanted to support, how many people's lives I wanted to touch with the things I share in Embrace Fertility. And I set this intention and it felt so impossible. It felt so unrealistic that I would be able to um, support people in the way that I really want to, in the depth that I really want to do. And I was like, yes, actually, I I do still want to do my book, but actually I want to work with people deeper. I think like you can read a book and it can be amazing. And there are books that you can read that can then be life-changing. And I've read books that have changed my life. But I was like, what I actually want is I want to be face-to-face to people. I want to be doing deep work therapy with people. I want to have coaching calls where I'm bringing women together and they're sharing and supporting each other in circle. That is what I really want. And so I kept working on the book and the book is still coming. But I had that, I put that to one side at the beginning of this, of last year, 2021, because I was like, well, actually what I really want to do is, is be in the room, in the room, ideally in the room, but on Zoom, 
in the room on Zoom with as many women as possible who are ready to really go deeper with this, who are ready to take radical responsibility for the way they talk to themselves, the way they treat their bodies, the way they are choosing to show up every day. Because all of that impacts our lives, it impacts our quality of life, and it impacts our health, our fertility, our relationships, it impacts everything. And so I kept sharing my message, talking about what I'm doing, and more and more of you have taken that call to really step up and go, I'm ready now, I'm ready to make changes. And sometimes it's really small changes. It's just getting out of bed in the morning and instead of going, oh my God, I've got this a whole day ahead of me. Oh my God, I don't want to do this. To getting up and saying, thank you. Thank you that I get to have this life. Thank you that I get to work through these challenges. Thank you that I get to choose to do something differently with my life. And my intention for this year is for a hundred women to come into the Embrace Fertility Method. That's my intention for 2022. A hundred women. I supported 35 clients last year. Not all of them fertility clients. I had some um, other just hypnotherapy clients as well. My intention for 2022 is for a hundred women to come into Embrace Fertility Method. So I'm opening the doors of the course. The doors are open now. And we're going to be running the next guided round of the course starting on January the 31st. I'm really excited to um, have so many new listeners, so many um, new followers on Instagram and on my mailing list. And I really want to say welcome. And I just want to say thank you for deciding to do something different. Because I know what I talk about can be really triggering and it can sometimes be really difficult to hear. And sometimes you can turn away from it and be like, I don't want to deal with how I talk to myself. How I talk to myself is absolutely fine. And you're like, what is it? And Susie asked an amazing question this weekend. She was like, if you imagine your child, so if you imagine your future child if you already have children imagine your child or your future child coming and being inside your head and listening to the way that you talk to yourself how do you feel about that how do you feel about your precious child hearing the way you speak to yourself is it loving is it nurturing is it accepting of when you make mistakes, of when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling mad, when you're feeling jealous? Or is it adding to the pain that you're feeling? Is it adding to your sense of failure, your sense of not being worthy? Because if it is, then that's something that you can change. And the first step is recognizing that this, this isn't, I was about to say this isn't normal. It's very normal. That's the problem. It's very, very normal, but that doesn't mean that it's right. That doesn't mean that that's how it should be. 
It should be that inside your head is a beautiful place to be, is one of inspiration and dreams and encouragement. And that even if you're struggling, even if you fail at something, even if you make a mistake, even if you feel awful, you're there supporting yourself and nourishing and nurturing. And that's where the journey started for me. I couldn't stand myself. I couldn't meet my own eye in a mirror or a shop window because I despised myself. I was like, this body that I've been given is failing me. This body that is supposed to be able to get pregnant and have children isn't able to do that. I am broken. And I just couldn't stand to look at myself. And every month that went by, I was so hard on myself. I was like, there needs to be more that we could have done. Um, I need to be strict with the diet. I need to get more sleep. Definitely need more sleep. Probably the sleep. I'm not sleeping enough. (laughs) Yeah, because I have intense insomnia because I was so stressed out about not getting pregnant. So many stories, so many negative beliefs, so many awful horrible things I was saying to myself I was making myself if you have anxious depressed thoughts how do you think you're gonna feel you're gonna be anxious and depressed if you have angry thoughts all day how do you think you're gonna feel you're gonna feel angry if you have nurturing nourishing nourishing thoughts all day how do you think you're gonna feel nourished and nurtured and loved And this is a huge part of the work I do with clients and on the Embrace Fertility Method course. It's really looking at what can we do to change that narrative. And it just starts off with you noticing. It starts off with a little worksheet where it just gets you to note down, is your thinking nourishing or depleting you right now? Are your actions nourishing or depleting you? And asking yourself those big questions or rather they're small questions but they have such a massive impact because when you notice it and you go oh yeah oh yeah then you can start to change it and that's where it starts with the negative belief so for my beliefs the beliefs that were running in my subconscious and some of them hidden, some of them consciously, that I was aware of them, some of them unconscious that it took journaling work or being triggered for them to come to the surface, were, I have endometriosis, therefore um, it's unlikely I'll get pregnant naturally. I was installed by the doctor while I was 19. Thanks, mate. Consciously, I didn't think that was a belief. Consciously, I was telling myself, no, 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 I don't believe that. I've done my research. You can get pregnant naturally with endometriosis. You can. But subconsciously, my body was like, probably going to need IVF. And I did need IVF to get pregnant. Well, I did. I got pregnant and I miscarried. Then I got pregnant naturally. But like, did I need to do the IVF to prove that I needed to do it first? I don't know. We will never know. In like another 50, 100 years time, we'll have the answers to these questions. We'll have so much more information. We'll have all these things that we'll look back and go oh my god you remember like a hundred years ago where they like didn't like address people's beliefs when they're trying to conceive and it will sound so stupid it's like back um 
I should know the date of this. But say, you know, even maybe 50 years ago, definitely 100 years ago, they had, they had no way of predicting ovulation. So like now, if you said, oh, if someone's been trying to conceive um, for two years, they haven't checked if they ovulate or not, we'd be like, well, that's insane. That's ridiculous. Oh, a couple have been trying for two years and they haven't checked the quality of, of the guy's sperm. That's ridiculous. That's insane. I really believe that in the future they will look back and they go oh you didn't work through that trauma that you had about losing your virginity oh and you've got infertility oh oh you didn't look at the negative beliefs that you had that you are constantly pushing yourself and never allowing your body to rest oh i really feel that these things will just become the norm it will be the norm for people to go have you experienced trauma before Have you experienced anything physically traumatic that might be impacting your fertility? Have you experienced anything emotionally traumatic that might be impacting it? How do you feel about being pregnant? How do you feel about gaining weight when you're pregnant? How do you feel about giving birth? How do you really feel about becoming a parent? How do you feel about your relationship changing? All these things, the questions that I ask every single person that I work with, every single person who joins the Embrace Fertility Method, I ask them these questions. And the answers can be fascinating. The answers that come up can be like, actually, when I really think about it, I'm petrified about being pregnant. Absolutely petrified. Because when I was six and I put on weight, I got picked on. And actually, I'm petrified of putting on weight again. Because every time I put on weight, I get incredibly unhappy. So what if I get pregnant and then I feel incredibly unhappy? And it sounds so... It sounds like that shouldn't have any impact, doesn't it? It sounds like, well, that's got nothing to do with getting pregnant. But does does it? Like, for so many of you, you don't know why you're not getting pregnant. And for so many of you, you've been given a physical reason. You've been given a label. So I was given the label of endometriosis. But what is endometriosis? They still don't even know what causes endometriosis. They're just like, oh, your body gets confused and just puts bits of your uterus in the wrong place. They don't know why that happens yet. Yet. We didn't used to know what caused heart disease. We didn't used to know what caused all these different diseases that are now we're like, oh, this causes this. Therefore, if we change this action here, when you're younger, you can decrease your chance of diabetes. You can decrease your chance of heart disease. You can decrease your chance of all these shitty things happening when you get older. In the future, it will be the same with fertility. They'll go, oh, right, this has happened. So let's do this to remedy this and let's do this and this and this. To safeguard your fertility. Was me taking the contraceptive pill back to back for months on end the best thing for my body? No, I don't believe it was. And I really didn't feel like I had any other choice. I was like, this is what you do. Let's take them back to back. I was still having horrific periods. I was just spreading them out. So instead of having them every three and a half weeks, mm, three and a half weeks, there's a, there's a sign, isn't it? Why was my cycle only three and a half weeks? No one asked me that question. Nobody said, why is your cycle three and a half weeks? And oh dear. Oh, right. Yeah. Just, um, just don't have as many periods. Just take the contraceptive pill back to back. And then when I came off it, 
and I knew I'd done my research I was like I'm not expecting to get pregnant straight away I'm going to give myself a three-month window to you know get the hormones out of my system build my body up I had that awareness but then still when I started trying and it didn't work was still really shocked was like well hang on why why isn't it working It was only when months into trying to conceive, and my periods at this point are horrific, I am taking really strong painkillers for the first four or five days of my cycle. I am unable to work on the first day, or if I do drag myself into work, it's about mid-morning, because I physically haven't been able to get to the bus stop and get myself to work. Um, And that's, that's... that's the life I was living. Even if I was in such physical pain, I was like, oh, I just have to wait till the painkillers kick in. And I'm taking myself off. Even flew to Glasgow for a one-hour meeting. Flew from London to Glasgow. So for people who aren't in the UK, London, the capital, all the way to Scotland, that spiky bit at the top of the UK. Flew there for an hour meeting, half-hour meeting, um, on day one of my cycle. Why the fuck did I agree for that? When they said, oh, right, Naomi, we've um, set this meeting up on such and such a day, I should have looked in my diary and I should have gone, yeah, it's probably going to be the first day of my cycle and I'm going to be heartbroken because what if I'm not pregnant? Um, Instead of saying, I can't do that, it needs to be another day, I didn't because I didn't didn't feel like I could. How can I say my male-orientated company mm, yeah I'm gonna get my period that day so I can't fly it but that's what I should have said because the condition I had endometriosis at that point meant I was pretty much incapacitated I took so many painkillers in order to be able to do that and I got home so I flew all the way up there had a meeting flew all the way back and I got home you know like eight hours what was it and it must be like 10 hour day all the day um guys go and then to the office afterwards ridiculous um oh my god I was completely exhausted and I was like I was expecting this body that I was ignoring and overriding so many times to get pregnant and nourish new life I couldn't even nourish the life I had oh um and that really was a wake-up call I was like this is like this is insane this is like this is insane what I'm doing is insane and um, so then started seeing acupuncturist, started seeing a herbalist, started really looking into how can I manage my endometriosis? How can I fix whatever is going on with endometriosis? And after a number of months, I was having a perfect 28-day cycle, pain-free pain-free after never in my entire life having a pain-free period before even when I was on the contraceptive pill as my my you know um what you call it management and which I never had pain-free period until I sorted out my diet I saw an acupuncturist I was seeing a herbalist I changed my mindset around what my period meant so instead of going, oh my God, got my period, Duh! and totally 
bracing my entire body against the fact that now I'm not pregnant. So it was always, there was the physical pain even before I was trying to conceive, but I added so much emotional pain to that as well. And by changing my relationship with my period and changing my lifestyle, actually taking positive action, I had pain-free. I remember like the first time it happened, when I, normally I'd have like, you know, three-day warning, my period was coming, my body would all feel um, wrong, my hormones, I would feel like, I feel so on edge. My period just arrived. And I literally went to the loo and was like, oh, what's that, what's that red stuff in my pants? And I was like, oh. And I, that, has, that had never happened to me before. I'd never had a period without intense cramps. And I was just like, this is insane. Why did nobody teach me this stuff? When I was a teenager, when I first went to the doctor and said I got these really painful cramps, instead of prescribing me codeine and the contraceptive pill, why on earth didn't they say oh, let's look at what's going on with your cycle. Let's look at what's going on with your diet, with your lifestyle, with your sleep. Because they didn't, that just wasn't an option. Or maybe it was an option. I was talking to the wrong people, wasn't I? I was talking to the wrong people. And this absolutely blows my mind that we're, um, you know, we're 20 years on. This is still happening. You guys are still going to your doctor and saying, I have cramps, I have pain, and you're being given a complete fob-off answer. It isn't serving you, is isn't helping you. Ooh, getting very emotional today. So, I am getting near the main road, so I'm going to go because it's getting a bit loud. I am running a free class on Tuesday where I'm going to be talking about the studies about what things you should be doing to improve your chances of conceiving things that you should know hopefully you do know hopefully you'll come and you'll go i know all of that naomi all of that oh i know and i'm implementing that is my dream that is my dream is every single one of you knows this stuff knows the studies about stress about anxiety about dietary changes about lifestyle changes that really have such a massive impact on our fertility so that's what i'm going to be sharing on tuesday it's free for everyone to attend and there is going to be a replay love it if you could come live and join me so tuesday at 1 p.m gmt london time and if you come to come live i'm going to send the replay out um tuesday evening see you then If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please do subscribe so you will be the first to know when an episode goes live. And I would absolutely love it if you could share it with anyone you think may benefit. And please do leave me a review. The more people that leave me the reviews, the more other people know what this podcast is about, what they can expect, and why they should be listening. That would be absolutely fantastic. And please do come and join my mailing list. Just come to Embrace Fertility co.uk I'm here in the UK everyone and then you will see a massive button that says stress less freebies press that and you will get 
the first chapter of my upcoming book where I share all of the studies between stress and fertility and really get into the truth of that. You're then going to get your three minute reset button mp3, the heart anchor gratitude exercise and the emotions game. So go to embracefertility.co.uk and then hop over to Instagram and follow me at embracefertility.